welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch on ESPN Arkansas all across the great state of Arkansas. You can also see it at hitthatline.com where you can stream it. You can also see some great content, interviews, podcast articles, whatever it is dealing with the Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Arkansas and Vanderbilt coming at you on Saturday. You also have some questions on Twitter. Also want to get into some other games around the SEC and of course in the podcast and in the week on a random note that has really nothing to do with sports but it has something to do with a lot of people been asking me about it so let's go ahead and break it down the best way we can dealing with Arkansas and Vanderbilt now you have two teams that have no wins in the SEC you have two teams that are desperately needing a win in the SEC for completely different reasons Vanderbilt needs it for Derek Mason to be able to still keep, not just keep his job, I think he'll be safe, but at least to keep his seat from getting too warm. Chad Morris needs it because, hey, you can't go over in the conference, especially in your first year. It takes a lot to get over that. And you have Vanderbilt at home. You're catching Vanderbilt during a time where they're not exactly the best team of all time, which is funny because usually Arkansas gets the luck of being able to get the teams through the rotation, through SEC East Division opponents, where, hey, Kentucky's coming up in four years. Well, they're probably going to be the best Kentucky team of all time. It doesn't ever happen to where they're bad. Last time Arkansas played Vanderbilt was in 2010 and 2011 when James Franklin was there. Now, Arkansas did get the victories in those games. Games, but any other year, any other season, Arkansas probably would have lost those games. So that's neither here nor there. But you catch Vanderbilt at a time where they are over as well as you are. They have not played the quality of teams that maybe you have. I know that they played Georgia and Kentucky, but you've also played Alabama. You played a team like Texas A&M, team like Ole Miss. Now, I know that those aren't the great teams, but I guess I'm referring more to the quarterback play that you saw from those teams. And Arkansas has got their work cut out for them against those teams. But in this game, Kyle Shermer, who's the quarterback for Vanderbilt, isn't exactly a Jordan Tiamu or Kellen Mond or Tua or whoever. He's actually one of those quarterbacks that's pretty solid, but not great. Doesn't do a whole lot to beat you, but doesn't do a whole lot to lose the games either. He's a meh quarterback. Now, I say that in full well-knowing that which prob- that probably means that Arkansas will make him look like a Heisman Trophy candidate this weekend. I am fully aware of that fact. But I do believe that there are some good things that you can catch and you can figure out and you can find in this matchup against Vanderbilt. If you look at the statistics, this team, these both these teams, are pretty even when it comes to the stats. Arkansas is giving up almost as, in fact, just one yard difference, giving up the same amount of yards, over 408 yards about, each game defensively Vanderbilt is also getting about the same amount of yards as Arkansas is offensively so those two things are the same scoring 24 points for Arkansas 23 points for Vanderbilt pretty similar now the only difference between these two teams at least significant difference in stats is defensive scoring Arkansas is giving up roughly about 32 points a game Vanderbilt's giving up 23. That right there is key. That right there will be the difference. Which defense comes to play? Which defense is better? Because Arkansas's offense has gotten things going, and there's no doubt that it's better with Ty Story. He will play in this game. People are excited. People are hopeful. And for all the right reasons. Great! But there's other factors going into it as well. You have to be able to have Rakeem Boyd full go you have to be able to keep your offensive line 
healthy. You got to be able to score points when in the red zone, convert on third down. These are also two of the worst teams in the NCAA on third down conversions offensively. Stay out of the third and long situations. Put yourselves in good position and make plays. This might be a dirty game. And what I mean by dirty is you may see low scoring, three and outs all over the place, third and longs, bad conversion rates, just all of it may be messy. Maybe a low scoring game to say the least. But as long as you get the victory, none of that matters. And against Vanderbilt, a team that you should win, and that Arkansas fans feel good about winning. In fact, on our show this morning on the Morning Rush, I did a little polling just to see where everybody's mindset was at as far as Arkansas winning this game against Vanderbilt. We just did a very simple poll question of, do you think Arkansas wins or no? Well, 85% of you, according to that poll, think Arkansas is going to win against Vanderbilt. Again, not surprising. That's not just blowing everyone's mind or anything like that. But I do think it's fascinating that you have a situation with Arkansas and Chad Morris trying to figure this out, trying to put everything together, trying to get their ducks in a row. And it's against a team like Vanderbilt, who's also reeling, trying to figure some things out. Where's the matchup come? Who has the edge? I mentioned the defense and all that stuff. But here's the thing. What about the coaches? I mean, think about this. Derek Mason, Chad Morris. Who's a better coach? You sit there and you think about it to yourself. You mull it over. You look at stats. You look at resumes. You look at everything. And that also is kind of a wash. Chad Morris, the great offensive mind, was at Clemson, made that offense into what it was. Sean Watson, Taj Boyd, all those guys that everyone's heard about. But then you also have Derek Mason, who was at Stanford defensive coordinator had one of the best defenses in the country statistically at least was solid I think he's a good coach I think he's a good defensive coach especially it's just really hard to win at a place like Vanderbilt but both coaches still trying to prove themselves worthy of being in the SEC both coaches still trying to find their ways I know Mason has had more experience at Vanderbilt than what Chad Morris has had at Arkansas but both of these coaches desperately need this game whose desperation comes ahead who is more desperate? Who wants it more in this game? Who's a better coach? And that, my friends, is where this game's going to come down to. Whoever wins this game is going to be the better coach that day. It may seem like a does statement. I understand that. But both of these coaches are sitting in a spot that they don't want to be in. They're not, they're not used to being in. And so how do they overcome it? How do they look at the other team and their weaknesses and exploit them? How they look at their own teams and see their own strengths and build them up, make them into something. That's going to be the key. That's going to be the difference. And that is what's going to determine the winner of this game. I like Arkansas and Chad Morris. I like the fact that it's at home. I like the fact that you're not going to have to worry about an offense like Vanderbilt, a quarterback like Kyle Shermer, beating you like you had to worry about with the other quarterbacks. I like it. Let's just hope 
he can stay that way. Hey, listen, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. And with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events that you want to go to. And you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. A few of you had some questions for me, and I'm going to do my best to answer them in the best way humanly possible. So here we go. This question comes from Hunter. He says, do you see a glimmer of hope possible that Arkansas gets to a 5-7 and seven season if they beat Vanderbilt by more than a touchdown? With, of course, the, a loss being to LSU. How do you see future games playing out if we continue to improve behind story? Well, yeah, that, that's a great question, Hunter. Uh, the thing is, is if Arkansas beats Vanderbilt by more than a touchdown or if they play really well and you see Ty Story not lose any type of momentum from what he was being able to do before he got injured, then, listen, it's it's. I'm not going to sit here and say they'll go 5-7, and seven, but, but... I don't see why they can't at least be much, much more competitive heading into the bye week and then open up the seat uh, the rest of the way against LSU and then, of course, at Mississippi State, at Missouri. I would, If they win handedly to Vanderbilt, I could see them going 4-8 and eight, like getting one more win, and I think that would be against Missouri to end the year. Missouri's not that great of a team. Uh, Drew Locke is dangerous. I understand that. But their offense hasn't been the same since Derek Dooley's taken over as OC, and they, they just don't look like a very – invincible team a team that Arkansas can't beat now Mississippi State on the road's a tough place and their offense isn't that good either so maybe there's some hope there LSU let's not even kid ourselves about that one just yet but I think that it's huge for momentum to be able to ride that into the bye week because just imagine this Arkansas wins against Vanderbilt and wins in a way that at least says okay good good game not because it was lucky not because it was gross not because you played poorly just Vanderbilt played worse just the fact you went out there, you put together a complete performance. Ty Story played well. Rakeem Boy ran the rock. Your defense played solid. And then you end into the bye week on a two-game winning streak where you got the monkey off your back with the win against Tulsa about having that six-game losing streak. You got the monkey off your back by the SEC losing streak that you're on right now, and you get that first win of the season in the SEC play. And then you head into a bye week where you have two weeks to prepare for the LSU Tigers while they're preparing for Alabama during your bye week. You get healthier, you get things together, you get more time to prepare. What else could you ask? How could you have a better opportunity than what Arkansas will have if that happens? Now, again, I don't have them beating LSU. Even if they beat Vanderbilt by 50, I don't have them beating LSU. It would take an extremely amazing game across the board for Arkansas to have a chance. However, beating Mississippi State, not so impossible. Beating Missouri, maybe more probable. I don't know if you can get both of those wins, but if you could finish the season five and seven, 
going three and five in the SEC, which is what that would put you at if you beat Mississippi State and Missouri on top of Vanderbilt. Kudos to Chad Morrison. You ride that momentum right into the 2019 season. Things start feeling really good. You feel better as a Razorback fan. Chad Moore starts to look a lot better as a coach. And all of a sudden, you're not so concerned about the future as much as you previously were. So that right there is enough to at least get you excited, at least start to make you think that this could be something that you could brew something into something really exciting. But you have to get it done against Vanderbilt first this weekend. And this uh, next question comes from Trey. He says, which happens first? Hogs go to Sweet 16 in basketball? Hogs football team wins the SEC championship? Or NCAA comes out with a new college football video game? Wow. Okay. Well, considering Arkansas has not been to the Sweet 16 in basketball since two, since 1996. That's right. 1996. Long time. 22 years. Ugh, that's just terrible. I don't know if that's going to be happening anytime soon. Hawks football winning an SEC championship. I, and as long as Nick Saban's at Alabama, it ain't going to happen. Once he retires, then your possibilities open up, but even then, it's still going to be a lot. NCAA comes out with a new college football video game. I don't think that's ever going to happen. So, man, I'm going to have to go with the Sweet 16 for basketball, even though I don't think all three of them are very likely. Uh, it's it's a lot easier for Arkansas basketball because here's the thing. They get into the NCAA tournament, and right there, you're, you're just two wins away, and boom, you're there. So it obviously hasn't been too easy because Arkansas still hasn't done it in so long. But it's all about matchups, about catching fire at the right time. And Arkansas, you know, they were the closest they got, at least uh, on the scoreboard and whatnot, was when they almost had North Carolina beat there when the the year that North Carolina ended up winning the national championship. Arkansas had a five-point lead there with about, I guess it was four or five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So uh, that was the closest they've gotten. And just think if they would have pulled that off, boom, you're in the Sweet 16. So that's more likely. It's not exactly uh, something I'm going to bank on or bet on, but it's definitely more likely. All right, and the last one, this one comes from Charlie, I guess. It says, Nightmare on Elm Street versus Friday the 13th versus Halloween. I was known as Razor Covers that asked that one. Um, I'm going to be honest, folks. I'm not a horror film person. And it's not because I'm scared of them or that they scare me or anything. I just can't. I just don't. I think they're stupid. Like 99.9% of horror films that I've seen are dumb. I can't take them seriously. I can't get enjoyment out of them. Like, it, it's just not for me. Now, there are a very, like, I'd say probably two scary movies I actually liked. First one, of course, is The Shining. I think that's the all-time classic one, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick, I, I love that movie. And I guess the first Saw was all right. I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of, a, for at least when I first saw it in theaters, it was like, oh, man, okay, this is pretty legit. But besides that, I just, it doesn't, nothing, it doesn't do it for me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like horror movies. So now I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen Friday the 13th, and I've seen Halloween. Didn't like really any of them, but if I had to choose one, I guess I'd have to go with Friday the 13th only because I think Jason is the scarier of the uh, villains there and of the scarier of the uh, protagonist. Is antagonist or protagonist? I don't know. He's scarier though. And I think the reason he's scarier is because he seems more realistic to me of like, I could see a big man wearing a hockey mask and a blade and, and or chainsaw or whatever his weapon of choice is. 
and killing somebody. So since it's more realistic to me, I think it's a lot more scarier. So I guess give me Friday the 13th after that list. So nah, sorry if I disappointed anybody, but that's just how I feel. Before we get into the final segment, I got to tell you folks, you know, college football, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to watch. There's going to be some great games. And next week, Arkansas heads into the bye week, so you can't go to a Razorback game. So what are you going to do on Saturday? You're going to watch college football. And what better way to watch it than with Sling TV? It's the best way to watch college football. $30 a month, and you get all the networks from ESPN, from Pac-12, from SEC Network, all of that. And you can stream it on your big screen and all your favorite mobile devices. It gives you the live TV you want, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time with Sling TV. Here's a special offer for all you locked on listeners though go to sling.com slash locked on that's sling.com s-l-i-n-g.com slash locked on and you get a free seven day trial you don't have to worry about any uh, craziness going on you don't have to say oh john you're full of crap which i know i am most of the time but when it comes to this this is what i use and i love it it's so easy it's so nice to have the channels that i just want and i don't have to worry about anything so go to the website sling.com slash locked on try that seven day trial and tell me what you think i think i know that every one of you will not regret it. you'll love it just give it a shot. What do you got to lose? It'll change your life forever. So just go over to sling.com slash locked on. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving into the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, if, you've, if you know me, if you've seen me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors, you know that I enjoy video games. Now, I'm not obsessed with them. I don't sit there and, and play them every single night of my life because I do like to think I have somewhat of a life. But I do enjoy a good video game, whether it's Fortnite. Uh, I did enjoy the Call of Duty games way back when. That was my jam. Black Ops. I played that thing until that disc wore out on my PS3. It was so much fun. Well, one of those games that I also loved, too, was Red Dead Redemption. I loved Red Dead Redemption. One of the best video games of all time. Because I love Grand Theft Auto, but as much as I love Grand Theft Auto, to have that version of a game in the Wild West just is, is that just that much more fun, man. It's so much fun. Well, anyways, Red Dead Redemption came out with their sequel, finally. And it took them forever to do it. It seemed like it was never going to happen. I mean, 2010 is when it came out, Red Dead Redemption 1. And it took them eight years to come out with the second one. I pre-ordered it. I downloaded it. I've been playing it. Holy crap, is it not the coolest thing ever. I, I haven't even gotten to really dive into it as much, but the visuals of it, the feel of it, the experience of it is just incredible. I could not ask for any more. So if any of you are big gamers, you like games, you like playing Red Dead Redemption, or you think that that would be a game you're interested in, buy it. I promise you, you will enjoy it. I promise you, you will love it. And you can hit me up, even though I'm an Xbox guy now. I used to be a PlayStation, but I'm an Xbox guy. Now. Hit me up, and I'm sure we can do some online play as well. Appreciate everybody listening into the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. You can also get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Next Monday, have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.